Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome yeah. to In The Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Five I'm ideas. Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. And we are the guys from uh, Dabs. You might know us from Dabs, mm. the podcast where two dads <laughs> try to get abs. Um, this is an idea that I am semi-seriously suggesting to Alistair, that we become become guys trying to get abs before they turn 40. And also trying to interview Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad. Yeah, we're going to try and get Brad on the show. Brad's abs. <laughs> trying to get Brad on the show and trying to get him to rub the microphone against his belly, his abdomen area. And, <laughs> and so we can actually have Brad's abs, Brad's on the show. Oh, so we want the the abs on the audio program, not so not necessarily Brad. We don't. Do we want him to talk, or do we just want him to rub the mic on his <laughs> on his on his abs? I mean, I think in a way, it would be a m- more truthful and greater artistic statement, which is also what we're going for th- with this, to have yeah. him rub his abs on the microphone, so and he- that's all. That's the only only component. Okay. <laughs> That's but, cool. And then I guess if ever Brad Pitt did send us in the sound, we would have to do a lot of a fairly in-depth um, sort of forensic studies of the sound to ensure that it really is that and he's mm. not just sort of throwing the mic on the couch. <laughs> okay. or, so we believe that it is Brad. We believe yeah. that it is Brad. But what we're questioning is what he's rubbing the microphone against. That's what we have our doubts about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I think we'll know if it's from Brad. We'll know. Yeah, great. Imagine Um, it's the real Brad, but fake abs. I went, you know, this is Hollywood. This they all got body doubles. It's all stunts. You know, it's all illusions. Mm, Sure. Brad Pitt is an illusionist. Anyway, um, so this is the the show where we come up with five sketch ideas, and we're going to be. Doing a little doing bit that of that today. Before the episode, Alistair, you were talking about um, the peculiar mental arithmetic of buying a new baby seat for your car and looking at the safety yes, ratings right. of them and comparing that's that right. against their relative prices and working so out. So that's right. Well, mm. so the, the Safe and Sound Platinum Pro is mm. uh, got a protection score of 4.2 when it's forward facing out of five. Um, but it is 700 bucks. Mm. And then there's this one here, which is 3.8 protection mm. score and it's the in infa secure quattro astra and but it is only about 300 bucks mm. <laughs> yeah oh 400 bucks but still i'm it's down from yeah. 650 so so this is my pitch for a sketch idea alistair right and uh mm-hmm. it's it's one of your classic sketches it's a website and you can go okay. to this website and sort of like you would Work out, I guess, like what your total repayments would be on a mortgage, you know, over the lifetime of the mortgage. Uh, what yeah. this thing does is you basically have to tell it, you, you, you plug in the safety rating of a baby seat and the cost of the baby seat. And it basically tells you how many hours you would have to drive with your baby in the car before the... Uh, risk of your baby dying horribly in an accident outweighs the uh, the saving uh, that you would make, and I'm you know on on buying a cheaper cheaper thing like you know maybe you can make them go head to head, or maybe it's more like something for comparing super fund super fund superannuation funds. Well, I mean there could also just be it's it's just an ad for car seats mm. and. 
as the guy goes down the ratings. Mm. You know, he's like, you can get this Ultra Pro model, right? Mm. It's a five-star rating, blah, 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 like that. Um, you know, but but for those, you know, who are a bit more uh, budget conscious, <laughs> you can get this one. If you think that maybe your baby could withstand a car crash. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I guess as you get to the bottom, essentially you're saying, now, your baby is going to fly out of this seat. Mm. So well, very- if you think that you're a particularly good driver and your mm. baby can with you know could withstand maybe one head trauma, I think what would be great because very often in those um, crash test scenarios we see the crash test dummies driving the car, we see the crash test dummies crashing the car, mm. um, but we don't see the a baby you know, driving a, <laughs> a crash test uh, dummy father. Uh, and a crash test dummy mother then having an argument about how the crash test dummy father uh, cut costs and got a cheaper baby seat. And I think be for, for us to be informed consumers, it's not enough for us mm. to, just to see how they behave in an accident. It's that we need to be able to see how easy it is to justify your choices afterwards if something does go wrong. And, you know, and mm. for different, that might be different for different models. So I'd like to see, sure, yeah. I guess uh, this is going to be really grim, probably the grimmest thing we've ever said, but I'd like to see grieving test dummies where those who survive uh, yeah. in the form of test dummies sit around a dinner table or you know go to a memorial service for a dead crash test baby. And I'm saying mm. this, these words are coming out of my mouth, and then... You know, we see how they deal with that grief, and I'm not sure if it's possible to get some sort of emotional impact sensor that could be strapped sure. to their uh, medulla oblongata. I don't know what that yeah, is, yeah, but, but it's you, a fun but you, thing it to feels say. It, it feels stupid to not test these things on a mm. dummy. Mm. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, um, and so, yeah, there should be like at least a, at least sort of one of those stress ball brains mm. in there. Mm. And see how it, it affects that emotionally. Because I think if it affects the stress ball brain really badly emotionally, you probably can assume mm, exactly. that it's going to affect a real functioning brain. Imagine imagine what would that be like on a really bad brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. As I say, we don't know. We don't have enough data to see whether or not <laughs> the loss of a child actually does yeah, hurt you, people. You You would assume that, you know, even if one of these car seats has a has a sort of a one rating it must be there must be like a minimum standard right in which everything is still pretty good yeah oh sure like i mean they can't they can't just have like they can't be like oh here's a couple of rubber bands and a you know like a bandana to just tie your head's kid's head back and strap it to the back of the you know the headrest. Yeah, an hockey strap. Um, you an hockey strap that goes around the forehead. You clip hmm. it together at the back of the seat. You know what? This is actually sounding pretty safe. Yeah. Well, I know that does actually seem like if it was around <laughs> the, the head like that, the head still has a little bit of forward movement ability. Yeah. yeah. But then, <laughs> I mean, there's that problem where it goes forward and then gets slammed back. <laughs> I mean, it, in my mind, what would probably be the safest would be a kind of like. I guess like an alien goo or, you know, in uh, Men in Black when they go mm. into the morgue and that guy's been stuck to the roof with uh, with goo and it's dripping down. You know that scene? Yeah. I that, mean, I guess another it, way to describe which, it would be like one of those glue-based... Men in Black. Uh, one of yeah. those goo-based rat traps, right? This, I think the safest thing for your kid in an accident would be to smear the seat with a kind of rat glue and yeah. press the child into it and then they're not they're not going anywhere they're adhered at it you know all the yeah. way up their back well i mean if they if you just put them in a tub if mm. the whole seat was just a tub yes but their head their head would have to be out, out of it well maybe just their nostrils or the top of their head <laughs> yeah well i mean if you put their mouth in there, I guess they wouldn't complain while you drive but um, but I think, yeah, I don't think you want your kid to drown in goo. I think that's an uh, equally bad thing. Sure, sure, I agree. Um, unless there's like a tub of goo that they can fall into as there's impact. But I think even that, then suddenly their head is immersed in goo. Mm. 
So you, as you're recovering from the from the car crash, and assuming that you do, um, yeah. Like I mean, in the moments after it, like mentally getting your bearings again, yeah. Um, you have to then remember to go get your kid, get kid out, out of, of the, the goo, goo. <laughs> so that it's not doesn't drown in there. I I know we talk about non Newtonian uh, fluids a lot on this, yeah. but really the seatbelt yeah. is sort of the belt version of a non-newtonian fluid where like you can move it you can pull it out yeah. if you pull it slowly but if you try and yank it it goes goes it mm. grabs on it's now, an interesting I know, bi- <laughs> I know of biomimicry where you know like where engineering tries to um replicate things you know solutions to problems mm. that they find in nature but have you ever seen something you know i'm not sure exactly what this is is this is this like geomimicry? Is this a sort of chemo mimicry mm. here? Well, I think um, it would make sense to have your kid in a big tub of yogurt or of, 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 of custard, that you would travel with your kid in a big tub of custard. And then when you mm. crash, that tus- custard solidifies around the kid, yeah. locking them in place. Le- leaving just their, their head free. Just their head free, above it. yeah. To yep. just to, to to slam forward. To flop wildly. Yeah. But I think even I think that'd be fine. I think that'd be okay. Yeah. And I think what we need is one of those one of those containers that they put um you know action figures in. Mm. It's just molded to your body. Mm. And your their arms and everything like that are all in there, including the head, but it's kind of porous like a like a you know, like a noodle strainer. Yeah. A colander. A colander. Yeah. And then I you mean, just if you gotta... really wanted to keep your kids safe, like yeah. that, you would probably put them in some kind of like colander full, tomb. Full, like bod- full body colander. Yeah. I like my custard idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I like it too. I, I, I still think it just has that drowning or, and, and the neck is not supported in any way. Sure, but that's the case at the moment with um, seatbelts, you know? Yeah, right. I guess though, yeah, you're right in this case. It might even might even stop them quicker. No, I think I think this could be the safest thing. No, but but you don't have any side stuff. You don't have any side protection. Yeah, for but the head. similarly, you know, if you get whipped sideways, oh, you mean on either side of the head because of the those little things that come out in the. Yeah. In the, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Unless Maybe he, we could have some things that's quickly release custard. That's quick custard. Sort of some, 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 some custard. Some custard dunes. <laughs> yeah. Dunes. Exactly. Um, well, something to think about. <sighs> it um, is. These are these are definitely you know some great ideas for baby seats. Mm, great sketch ideas. Um, but we'll we'll um, have you written we'll down keep... grieving grieving crash test dummies? Uh, yeah, I've, I've written grief test, but I've, yeah. I've kind of all put it in the one place. Okay, baby sure, seat sure, ratings. Sure. Now, uh, what about this? Lower ratings gr- grief test. You're gonna love this yeah. crash test smarties. Right? Crash test okay. smarties. And what these yeah. are... Little chocolate. Little chocolate. <laughs> little chocolate things. Covered in a sort of a sugar Sugar coating. thing. And you see how they, how they withstand uh, sort of running into a, a four, you know, an 18-wheeler at mm. 100 kilometers an hour. So a crash test smartie, I believe, would probably be uh, a dummy who maybe doesn't get in the accident in the first place. Uh, but there, but it's a it's a dummy that we've made that is smarter than a person. I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Um. Um. So 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 maybe they um, you know, so they say here is we've done it with a crash test dummy, and this is a you know they've they were headed to the prom, driving mm. their children to the prom, and uh, they got into a collision at you know sixty miles per hour and. Blah blah blah, and then these are, and when we did the same test with crash test smarties, now these uh, kids actually these these, these ones never actually these, had children. <laughs> they, they didn't have children. And they're they focused on their really careers, good life, yeah. And they, uh, so instead, they are currently at home, um, finishing yeah. off their PhDs. And, yeah. And, um, I don't know, making you know their making a video for their only fans mm. <laughs> you know they're, role, they're, they're they're getting sort of you know roughly two and a half grand a week just on only fans wow that is smart 
That is the smartest thing you could do. Whilst finishing a PhD. Mm. No, uh, so they're already <laughs> investing in research for the future. They have a they have a a, a plan, a sort of a um, a, a, tra- a trajectory marked out there. They're already ticking off milestones. They're not going to be doing OnlyFans forever. They might be. Yeah, I think as long as people want to watch. Now, what about this? Right, yeah. only only haters. Okay, and it's a website where you put up videos of yourself um, experiencing the opposite of, of pleasure and having a generally bad time, and people who dislike you intensely can pay uh, a monthly fee to get exclusive access to videos of you being upset, uh, eating bad food that you don't enjoy the taste of, that kind of thing. I think you know the hate ecosystem... Yeah, is rich on the internet, and it's a shame to not try to monetize that in some way. You know, the the the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. people who are the victims of the hate in a in a free market economy should have access to a a, a platform that allows them mm. to to get money from the work that they do. You know, they they control the means uh, of production, and in this yeah. case, it's the production of sort of stress and anger hormones in the brains of those that dislike them i worry that people would um you know might uh pirate that content not pay pirate my content (laughs) because they don't care about me uh i think that the we can trust if there's one group of people they'd start a they'd start a facebook group and they'd just share it with each other don't even have one account oh i (laughs) I mean, you're very uh, cynical. Still. You're very cynical, Alistair. I think yeah. that's a shame that we're at that point. Yeah, um, I apologize. Well, maybe we, we, I mean, we have some very powerful type of um, digital rights protection on this. Oh, that's a good idea. We yeah. could get Metallica involved to maybe we, Metallica, stop us from... <laughs> Metallica are some of our biggest... Um, Supporters, they, they they gave us some angel angel funding Ang- at the beginning. Angel angel investors, were, ironically. Angel, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if anyone was going to be a demon investor, a devil investor, mm. uh, yeah, a demon in the sack investor. Mm. Is that a thing? Is that an expression people refer to? A demon in the sack? I think so. Mm. Demon in the sack is that not an expression? I've never heard it. Uh. But well, oh, I feel like you have. What about a this? Demon, a crusty demon, demon in the sack. Is that anything? <laughs> like as in like one of those guys who rides a motocross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is a demon in the sack? This is from slangdefined.org. Very good in bed. Basically an excellent shag. I took this fit bird home last night. She was a demon in the sack. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess I... Understood, I comprehended your meaning immediately. So, yeah, I can go to another website and see if there's any. There's mobile dictionary.reverso.net, mm. a demon in the sack, reverso dictionary. Well, a demon is an evil spirit or devil, or a person, habit, obsession, thought of as a devil, cruel, or persistently tormenting. Uh, sack. Sack is a slang term for the male scrotum. Whoa! <laughs> okay, this is taking a turn. Well, I think that one that one didn't have demon in the sack together. Right. right. They just defined demon and then sack. Yeah. We we lost the sense that meaning is uh, sort of greater than the sum of its parts very often. Yeah. Although there's a demon a in the one. sack. Wow. Yeah, a demon had to have a demon in your sack. Is this is this a product that we could sell, right? Yes, I, well, yeah. It's yeah. a it's a kind of a an additive, I guess, or something that you would drink or or uh, you add to wine, so it takes out the um, it neutralizes the uh, preservatives. That, no, that wasn't it. But you could add it to okay. wine, possibly, or you could get it injected directly into your scrotum, and all it does okay. basically is it carbonates your ejaculate, so it comes out sort of fizzy. Yeah. Like sparkling and do you think it makes water. It go faster. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would add have added pressure to it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you think your 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 fizzjizz would be? We'd call it. Yeah. I mean those those bottles of carbon dioxide are pressurized. So <laughs> would that would that mean that what you're, effect would that have on the scrotum? On the <laughs> scrotum, would it just be really inflated, like taut. sort of at maximum? Really taut. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I guess I, I guess I haven't thought this through, and I, I, re- I retract. But I mean, I think if you were scrotum. to, if you were to, um, decide on not having kids anymore, you could get at least one testicle replaced with a sort of a metallic canister. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you could. Know. And it wouldn't be that hard to put a little zip into the a side little, of the... A little, sort of a little nang. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like that, but maybe more bulb, even more bulbous, like in a sort of a slightly rounder. Mm. Um, for those who are outside of Australia and don't know what a nang is, uh, it's just a, uh, what is it, nitrous oxide? Nitrous oxide canister that you would use in canister. like a cream, one of those cream dispensers. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, I don't know why they use them in cream dispensers. I don't know why you need nitrous oxide, nitrous to, oxide. <laughs> to, to froth cream. Feels but like it, you know, but but you know what, Andy? Since they shifted to that, they've been selling way more units. So I guess it must do a great job of frothing cream. Do you think that that's actually it? Do you think that they they could use another compressed gas, but they realized when they moved to nitrous oxide, they just started selling a lot more. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon there's a few other things that they could use in those canisters as well that might help increase sales. You know? Um, Methamphetamine. It turns out that the one thing that really froths cream is... This is methamphetamine. About 50 grams of meth. Of compressed, Compressed sort of aerosoled meth. meth? Um, Well, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, is that's it? what froths cream. That's what froths cream. Uh, we're here near your, co- your company. It seems to be people are using this as a as a drug. You've have you have you heard about this? Well, that's news to us. We just we just compress gas. We just went where the the good product was from the point of view of, of, of frothing of cream cre- of cream frothing. And if you want to, are you serious? If you're seriously saying that you want the world to not have access to those little cream frother things, frothed cream mm. in a can. I mean, that's your call, but that's going to be on your head. And our fans are really passionate. So, Not that we know what they're up to. No. I mean, they could be, you know, that, that much. But we know that they love froth cream. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Some, some of them. Really like it. They get angry when we don't when our when our <laughs> deliveries are behind. Is that anything? Is that anything? Yeah, I'm writing it down. Company oh, that compresses great. drugs to froth cream. Absolutely frothing, 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 um, frothing. So um, you know what? I I so I went on a ride the other day. Yes, right? I went on a. On a, on a ride. And oh, you went to Luna Park? Yeah. Did you yeah. take your small children on any rides with you? Or did you yeah, just well, make them a... watch you go on them? No, the, like the six-year-old loved all of the rides. Did you go on Every a roller coaster? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. We, went, we went first thing in the morning. And so we, Odie was able to go on th- three times, basically, without waiting. Whoa. And he... Um, and they loved it. Yeah, went on with Indiana twice, and then once with me, and and then. But then there's this one that. See, so I'm not really good on, with spinning things, right? These days, if I if I spin around, I get dizzy and it lingers for a long time. Yeah, right? I can't. I can't be spinning. And I, I at one point I had fixed it. I when I was 23 years old, I bought myself a trampoline. <laughs> And <laughs> I didn't know this about you. <laughs> you didn't know about this. When I was 23, I was like, I'm going to buy myself a trampoline. <laughs> and I was living in a share house, and I just popped a big trampoline in the backyard. And I wanted to, I wanted to one day learn how to do a backflip. Yeah, right. right. And But then I noticed that you know when you try and do that, it's a lot of spinning around. And you start feeling pretty sick. But then after like a few days of doing that, I didn't feel sick anymore from doing it. That's interesting. So I think at some point the ear adapts. 
Now the inner ear. You now, did you ever achieve a backflip? Yeah, yeah, oh, heaps. Yeah, yeah. Did a... you? Were you? Was the objective to then take the backflip from the trampoline and just bring it onto level ground and become a black one of those backflip guys? Uh, you know, I mean, you sometimes dream, but I I never really saw it as a possible as a possibility for me. Well, but I maybe we just got but, season two of the season of dabs. <laughs> dabs. Of dabs. <laughs> We um, want to be able to do a backflip by the time we're forty-five, and we're going to see if we can get um, Brad Helena Bonham, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter, <laughs> to do a backflip on Mike. <laughs> uh, oh, it's really good! I can't wait for season three where we get Edward Norton to do something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't even realize she was in Fight Club when I oh said it. I was God. just looking for an odd an odd name. <laughs> well, I really respect that. That's beautiful. I I count that as a sort of a symbol from the as a, from the universe, aside from the universe. Yeah, absolutely. But then that means that season 4 we're getting meatloaf. <sighs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to his physical challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, the physical challenge where he rubs the mic on some part of his body. Or... <laughs> and we have to guess what it is. <laughs> well, really, he would have to rub it on his boobs, right? If that's... from no, I know, but, yeah, I mean, if, if, if we're... But, I mean, Helena Bottom Carter doesn't do a backflip in Fight Club, <laughs> as far as I remember. No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. No. <laughs> 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 it might be in one of the deleted scenes. <laughs> oh, I think a version of Fight Club where instead of fighting, the guys get together in a basement to try and do backflips yeah. in front of each other. Is really nice. It feels really wholesome in a way. Yeah. Um, I think I I feel like, I mean, doing a backflip is so, is is such an enormous challenge to me. It's really. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 watched YouTube videos of people who try to talk you through doing it. Mm. You know, uh, I mean, I reckon we could get it done by you know, especially once we have abs. Yeah. Totally. I mean, we're we're going to be in a great position, I think. Um, yeah, I think because I think that'll that'll probably remove a lot of that w- <laughs> weight that holds you back from achieving yeah. a backflip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that once we have abs, everything in our lives is going to get easier, though. Yeah. I mean, when you've got abs. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Things just probably fall get, into place. We'll be getting a lot more photo shoots. Do you think? Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that these are these are personal abs, abs for personal use. I don't think, apart from the fact that we're going to do a live show where we reveal our abs, I like to think that the abs are just for us. A lot yeah, of the time, people I get mean, abs for other people. Yeah, I for think reasons. the abs we we just reveal them again on mic. Yeah, great. You know, rub think, the microphone then, against them. Yeah, I don't think anybody. It's it's an audio medium. Everybody, you don't want to destroy people's image of what the abs you know mm. could be like yeah in their minds and they'll see the I... abs and how we hold ourselves you know it's like you know yeah. it's it's like when you're trying to find exoplanets right you yeah. don't necessarily see the planet look for the planet itself. directly yeah you look at the you look at the evidence of the planet mm. Mm. <laughs> you know they'll see that there's a good life on abs you know, just from the way that we carry ourselves, you know, from um, Our big the way that we, energy, the, the way that we blo- we block light, yeah, or don't right. block light, you know, <laughs> or don't block light. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I've been blocking you know, a bit of light recently. Yeah, me too. Tell you what, there's a lot of really cocky light coming from the sun that thinks that <laughs> it's going to definitely hit some ground, but then, oh, big fella. <laughs> Has something to say about that, and I stand in its way, and it hits, it bounces off me instead. That's something you don't think about, but every shadow is an eclipse. 
Oh, yeah. Partial eclipse. Partial eclipse. Po- partial solar eclipse. Partial eclipse. Sink ships. That's what they say. <laughs> what were we? Wait, wait, okay, so I was going to tell you about this ride. Oh, yeah. So then, so then there's this one ride that is the edgiest <laughs> ride I've ever been on. Yep. Right? Because because the pod and you go in there so it's a it's a big wheel like it's a big wheel and inside there's uh on the ends of the wheels they are dangling underneath so let's say the wheel is horizontal mm. and then underneath there's these kind of you know sort of spaceship looking pods that dangle underneath mm. um they're, and they're just a cage, basically spaceship sh- shaped cage, but with you know a, a flo- floor that you kind of sit on. That's a seat slash floor, and there's no seatbelt inside, right? And you can go in with your child in between your legs, and they sit there as well, and and then it starts to spin, right? And it starts to spin pretty fast to the point where the the ship thing kind of tilts out to the side. And is starting to get a bit more like horizontal itself, right? So, so yeah. it's all G forces, right? And so, I, my thinking was, I know I get dizzy, right? And I, and I did. I, I actually packed a plastic bag into my pocket just in case. <laughs> Literally, like I was like, all right, if I for some reason need to vomit very quickly, I'm gonna whip this out in in six, you know, under the force of three Gs or whatever, and, <laughs> and <laughs> so vomit I had to very neatly. And direct the vomit into this plastic bag yeah. very neatly. Um, I like anyway, a man who then, knows himself and knows his limitations. Yeah. And so then, so firstly, already that was fun. But I was like, if I keep looking forward, I won't get dizzy. But then, then the wheel starts to tilt, right? So then it starts to go from horizontal to, you know, on an angle, diagonal. And mm. so you're kind of going up and then mm. back down. going Until eventually, it's basically... Um, vertical, yeah, and you're going completely upside down, and then yeah, back down again. So, but remembering that there is no seatbelt in this thing, yeah. So, so the reason why it feels so goddamn edgy is because it is really just holding you there with g forces. Mm. And there's that moment where you're going when you're going down, you've got both the g forces of this and gravity pushing you down, mm. right? So you you're like. Holy shit! This is, you know, it's a it's a lot of force, right? But then, as you go upside down, gravity's pointing the other way. Yeah. So then you don't you feel like you're about to hit the roof. Yeah. Doom. And I have done that in a carnival ride before when a carny forgot to tie me in. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, <laughs> right. And so I was like, because I was it was with my brother, and then I was like. And the guy kind of like didn't come around. And I didn't know what this ride was really like, right? But I could see this panic looked on my brother's face as the ride started. I was like, we'll be fine. We'll just use our arms. (laughs) (laughs) And the first time this wheel went upside down and I saw my brother hit the roof. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I went, I went, oh, I think this, no. Oh, we're in trouble. (laughs) We're We're in real trouble. It was only I mean, a couple of, you know, it was only about another minute before the before the guy running the ride saw us. Yeah, another <laughs> minute. That would have been a long minute, though. <laughs> what could happen? Oh! What could happen? You could realize a lot about yourself in that minute. Yeah. Um, uh, I love, I mean, the idea of giving carnies, people who, who have nothing to lose themselves and have mm. chosen a life. Deliberately with no safety net. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then putting them in charge of any kind of safety measure whatsoever is... Uh, I think I think a lot of the time a carny is just somebody who's ridden all the rides and needs mm. a little bit more buzz mm, and needs, a, sure. it needs an even more dangerous ride to go on. And they go, well, well you can become <laughs> the guy who operates the thing. Yep. You just join the carnival. Yeah. Um, it's the wildest ride of all. Is there anything? Is there anything in the idea of a carny being the wild, becoming a carny being the wildest ride of all? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think you know, even the idea of it being sort of almost like a curse that when you when you have finished all the rides, then you take the mantle. Sort of like, uh, I mean, 
very like in Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade when he gets past all of those tricks and traps in on his way into the keeping keeping place of the Holy Grail. He defeats mm. that last knight, and then the knight's like, ah, well, now you're the defender of the Holy Grail. Like, oh, dang. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that. And so, but luckily somebody else arrived, and they drank from it and turned to stone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, turned to dust. Dust. Mm, Is that because that was not the was that was it because it was not the Holy Grail or was it they because cho- they chose the wrong they chose poorly, poorly oh, sure. Right. Uh, I've just seen him very recently in a um, I've been watching a a documentary about the um, the Comedy Store, which was run by Paulie Shore's mom. All right, and he mm, was in it. Mitzi, Mitzi, yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Um, well, you know, he's a very historically important part person in terms of uh, the history of comedy in the United States. I realized uh, the other day, Alastair, that the movie The Wedding Singer mm. is one of the few films where you can describe the plot through a spoonerism of one of the star's names. Right? Okay. Wait, Adam Sandler... Saddam <laughs> Andler. That's it. <laughs> Sada- okay, tell me what it is. Drew Barrymore or Drew yeah. Mary Drew Mary Bore? Drew Mary Bore? Oh. There you is go. Drew going to marry a bore? Oh, you know? Drew Mary Bore. Question that mark. Is, look, that is, you got to put a question mark pretty... in there as well. Um is that a normal part of a... A spoonerism? <laughs> yeah, spoonerism? No. No, that's a, that's an innovation of my own. I added that in. But would it would it not be um, Brew Darrymore? Yeah, that doesn't work so well, though. Yeah. yeah. But I can see how Drew uh, Marybore is, is good. And I think it's, it's clever enough that... Um, oh, my God. She's only 46. Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I loved how that realisation hit you hard then. But that, Ah, I mean, that is is remarkable. She's been in our lives for so long. So long. So long. Um, All right, what's the sketch here? What are we doing with this? Um, Drew Barrymore? Do you think think that you could make (laughs) a movie? Given that that movie is is... so successful that, you know, you might try and then revert, think that that's the formula for a successful film, you know, a beloved, (laughs) um, you know, screen icon. And then you go through various stars and see if there are any spoonerisms of their names (laughs) that you could then reverse engineer to make the plot of a film that they're in. All right, so let's let's try one. Brad Pitt. Okay, <laughs> I think. Okay, this is going to be tricky. But um, Helen Mirren, right? Uh, Melon Hiran. Hiran. Oh wait, Melon Hiran. So you, yeah. you're picturing somebody's holding a melon to their ear. To their ear. Okay. <laughs> yes. How is that? <laughs> hey. Um. You know. I mean, like you know, you got you got to extrapolate I, because it's not like. It's not like Maribor tells you everything. No, you know, no, of course. You know, but it's you know it's maybe somebody's. But it's tantalizing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. I mean, they're, so they're holding a big melon up to their ear. That's a great image for the poster as well. You mm-hmm. wonder why somebody would do that. We now yeah. we know that you know melons are sometimes used in uh, a gender reveal thing. Yeah, right? that's true. Um, um, which. You you know what would the best gender reveal of all would be cutting open the melon and then you just see the baby the baby's inside and the, the baby's genitals are exposed. And everybody looks at their genitals. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, this is again, this is another infant mortality idea. But you know, say somebody uh, is going to have a child, mm-hmm. and then they lose the child for whatever reason before they do the gender reveal with the melon. They've got the melon ready. Yeah. And they instead look after the melon like it's a child. They somehow come to fixate on the melon and try to... Yeah. For, for some sort of reason of mental anguish. Oh, so they lose the babies that you said? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this any... is a drama, obviously. <laughs> a this drama is a dra- called <laughs> Melon Herod. <laughs> well, you don't have to call Starring the movie that. Helen just... Mirren, who thought she was going to have a baby. Um, and then didn't Melon for some reason. Heron. Are you writing um, this down? Has this made well, it? I, I, no, no. I think, I think the, you know, trying to recreate the, the through Maribor. Uh, of wedding formula. singer, singer, by finding other coast, you know, because she, she was like the supporting character in it, right? She's not like the star. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, finding I other would call her supporting? the female lead, obviously. Like, I don't think she would be up for if she if if. The wedding singer was included in the Oscars that year. She wouldn't be up for best supporting actress. No, she would be up for best actress, right? She's the female lead. That's that's what that role is. I'd say okay. they're equals, more or less. Okay. Even though it's that's, Adam's maybe film. Yeah, that's true. I guess you know she didn't probably didn't do that much of the writing, but I guess on screen they're the you know, that describes the plot. There definitely are elements of, of, like, isn't it? So I don't know how many of Adam Sandler's films he's actually written, but you can see jokes that he's obviously added into the films. And there's there's interesting sort of things that recur, I think. Yeah. Anyway, what is this fucking total reboot? They were doing a series on Adam Sandler recently. Doing a... Mary Bore. <laughs> Really good. Listen to Total Reboots uh, episodes about Adam Sandler's about Adam Sandler's movies with Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. How many sketch ideas do we have, Alistair? Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Great. I mean, one um, of them's an idea so, for a really good website, but other than that, well, no, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a, an ad for you know a baby seat. Yeah. No, of course um, you're right. You know company um all right and then we got three words from a listener i don't know if you know this andy but we got listeners some of them are support our patreon and that gives them permission not on not, nay the right mm. to send us but words also the responsibility the responsibility with great power which they get from joining the patreon um they get the responsibility to send us three words that help support the show uh, in terms of finding one more sketch idea. And uh, today's supporter, supporting hero, is uh, Bjorn Hopp. Hello, Hello. Bjorn Hopp. Hello, Bjorn Hopp. Bjorn, Um, I think at one point in, in, in in our conversations, Bjorn told me that it's like earn, like to earn money. Bjorn Hopp. But they didn't say anything about the hop bit, which is H O P P E. It could be, you know, I knew somebody from Germany, no, no, from Holland, and it was a S I L K E. And you would think it was like silk, but it's silka, silka, yeah. and the E is not like a, it's not like a, it's not, not anything on top, it's not anything fancy on top. But you know, it's just so it could be hopper, hopper. hopper. I don't know. It's nice. I don't know. Um, you know what my, my kid did the other day? Wrote, um, was writing la, 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 la. And, mm. But I, 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 I couldn't read it because I didn't know what the second letter was in after the L. And they'd spelt it L-H-L-H because it's like, well, there's basically no vowel there. It's just la, 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 la. <laughs> uh, checks out. And I, and I feel like the H I love that should you're be used more raising like raising a it's child like, with a similar contempt for the rules of English as yeah. you have. Yeah, but I mean, I think L, I think H should be used more like that as like a, you know, like as an empty space. Mm. It's like you go here there is no there is no vowel and I'm not I'm not going to be forced to put one in. Like yeah, well, let's say if you wanted like if you want to write like so you you say what you're going to say. Oh, I was just saying H already looks like it's the most structural of any of the letters. Like it does look like a spacer. It looks like something you would put there to keep two letters apart from each other that you didn't want to touch. 
Sure, sure. I mean, structurally, it's it's one of the strongest letters for keeping two letters apart, at least mm. the uppercase one. Mm. Um, it's essentially an I-beam. Mm. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's, we got to get, we got to guess uh, Bjorn's... I got to guess these, um, guess these words. These words, okay. So the Bjorn. first word, you got to guess it now. Yeah. Uh, okay, the first word is callistamum. Callistamum? No, but... But I don't know anything. Um, but <laughs> instead, the word is super. Super. Second word, duper. Super duper. Andy, the second word is postman. Ah, or postman. postman. Super postman. Ah, yes. Super postman. Pajamas? No, Andy. You couldn't be further from the truth. Super Postman Origin. Super Postman Origin. Nice. Now, I have a question for you. What's the movie in which... Is it Kevin Costner gets, like, put into some virtual reality thing and then becomes, like, a super intelligent transhuman sort of thing? Is that the Lawnmower Man? I have no idea about that movie. Yeah, right. But there is also uh, a movie called The Postman, right? Yeah, I think there is a movie called The Postman. Um, because, I mean, really, if the lawnmower man had been called The Postman, that would have made yeah. sense because he becomes a sort of a post-human. Oh, but look, The Postman is a movie with Kevin Costner, so I don't know what I'm thinking about. Yeah, but it does... It looks like it's set during the Civil War of America. Uh, post-apocalyptic, it says. Oh, no, it says the year is 2013. One man walked in off the horizon and Hope, this could be a reference to uh, Bjorn Hope, <laughs> came with him. Maybe this is what Bjorn was trying to push us towards. Do you now, think it's really aided the podcast since we've started doing it in front of our computers? Lawnmower Man. Now, who is in Lawnmower Man? Is that that's not that's not Kevin Costner? No, some other bloke. That's the other guy. Um, right, wait. but that you know, that starring would, Jeff Jeff Fahey. Oh, right. But I think that would have been so interesting if that had been. Uh, He's a he plays Job Smith, an intellectually disabled gardener. And Pierce mm. Brosnan as Dr. Lawrence Larry Angelo, a scientist who decides to experiment on him in an effort to give him greater intelligence. The experiments give Job superhuman abilities, but enhance his aggression, turning him into a man obsessed with evolving into a digital being. The film was adapted from an original sp- screenplay entitled Cyber God. There you go. Delightful. Thanks, so, Al. I offered no. nothing there. So anyway, the uh, super postman origin. Okay. Well, now super already means kind of above. Yes. Right? Above and greater than. Mm. Post means beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, so if it is super postman. Above and beyond. Above and beyond man. Mm. Maybe, you know. Maybe it's a woman. There we go. No. Um, uh, but, you know, what you got to think. So you got to think what, what will come after man. Yeah. I mean, that, what will come after man could arrive tomorrow. It yeah. may already be here. Yeah. Right? Um, and then a really good version of that that is somehow going above what all expectations would be. Um mm. I guess a person with like a microwave in their stomach so they can cook food. <laughs> yes, yes. And Inside one in themselves. each hand. <laughs> one in each hand. <gasps> microwave hands. I mean, I do really like the idea of being able to pick up a piece of food, clench my fist, and then open my hand and it's already been cooked. Mm, that would be good. <laughs> cooking hand. <laughs> cooking hand is a really, is a really good idea. Yeah, okay, but now we have to mm. find the origin story. You know, because if you put a bit of, bit of wire down each inside each finger, it could become its own um, 
Faraday cage so that when you clench your fist like that, you stop the microwaves from escaping. From escaping right. from most of you know the area. I feel like yeah. that gap around where the fingers kind of curl around. No, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of room in there. You're really going to be able to cook a little morsel at a time, single bean. Now, but that's my, right. yeah. I mean, I think you could, you know, I reckon you could, you know, I don't know, do like a mozzarella stick or something like that. You could do like sure. A, you could do, you know, I guess you could take a bite from a hamburger that is cold and put it, then <laughs> spit it into your hand and then <laughs> microwave that bite and then eat the the warm one. So let's say you're on a McDonald's ad set. Mm. And they make you eat one of those disgusting cold burgers <laughs> that they've you know made look re- look really nice. And you, instead of spitting it into a bucket in between <laughs> takes, you spit it into your hand, microwave it, it, and then enjoy it a beautiful, fresh <laughs> microwaved, microwaved <laughs> McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> so now, how did this person get this? Well, I think they would have had to have one of their hands removed you know, for this funny? purpose. Like, it seems like there's very rarely ever superheroes, and I'm saying this with not very much knowledge of superheroes, where they just go, my origin story was that I wanted to become a superhero. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, like, maybe that's Syndrome from uh, yeah. The Incredibles. Syn- yeah, syndrome from The Incredibles was definitely the first thing that came to my own mind. Um, but I, it it is a really interesting idea to have that drive and then to somehow succeed. I mean that they do that they're that desperate to become a superhero, and then the thing that they decide to do is replace one of their hands with a microwave. Yeah, <laughs> and they build a microwave into their hand. Here's the problem, though. See, like, you know, maybe they will eventually have to replace their hand with a microwave, but I think they've just made their hand able to microwave. Mm. But I also do think it's kind of funny to have somebody with a full microwave on the end of one of their arms, which would give them the power of being able to bash people with this big microwave. Oh, yeah. And then also heat up food. (laughs) Have a big, like, backpack with a huge battery. Yeah. (laughs) I actually really like this superhero. (laughs) And a lot of those people who like, you know, attach electrical devices to themselves, refer to themselves as like post-human kind of people, you know, cyborg, cybernetic. Mm. No, this is the idea. Microwave head. You know, now you can... uh, And he said, uh, maybe his catchphrase is... Wave bye bye, microwave bye bye, wave. Um, you know something about waving <laughs> microwave bye bye he... to your beautiful but, face. Yeah, when he <laughs> smashes okay. you in the face with his microwave. Man, one, that one arm would get so strong. And <laughs> yeah. their, their back, their back would get thrown out. And that microwave would get really broken. Probably would work some point, for heating things. Their 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 back gets fucked up from having just one you know always having a really heavy thing on one arm and then suddenly they have to be pushed around in a Mm. stretcher by like um (laughs) by their sidekick (laughs) (sighs) and i picture them just lying down they go that way they point with their non-microwave hand the gurney boy gurney boy (laughs) And then there's Gurney a, Man, you know, Gurney Man, Gurney, which sounds a bit like Gurney. Journey Man, and that's enough for a science fiction, for yeah. a superhero idea. And then the hero, and then the hero sort of just like, you know, rests their microwave hand on their <laughs> chest while they drive, while they're riding, and then they <laughs> lift it up as well and swing at people as they go past. But they won't yeah. be able to see them because they're lying on their back. <laughs> I don't know, but they got the, they got a couple of pillows. They go, put another pillow under there. Lift my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are the kinds of ideas that make me laugh because they're so bad. <laughs> you, we should be really embarrassed for saying this stuff. No, this is and like that's what I find funny. You want? I want there to be more. I mean, if we have to live in a world with lots of superhero universes, there has to be more that are just not good. You're right. You're right. Okay, Alistair, you want to take us through the sketch ideas? We got the baby seat rating slash 
um, you know, baby seat ad for these people who are, you know, trying to justify, you know, allowing you to justify buying uh, baby seats with lower ratings in cars. Uh, That's what I need. Including telling you if you think you've got a tougher baby, telling you if you think you're a better driver. Uh, you know, you've got seats that are more justifiable that you could have bought. Uh, you know, you, you can a seat that has got a low rating, but yeah. you can justify it more easily. It's a kind if of a, something a, a, bad happens. It's a sort of a um, a handicap gr- score for the for the for the thing, you know, or like a. You know, it factors everything in. It gives you an adjusted um, mm-hmm. safety rating. And they've been grief testing these. Yeah, exactly. So they say, look, this one does, you know, it does have a less, lesser safety rating, but you'll feel less bad if something goes wrong. So you go, oh, that's interesting. So then, okay, we got that. Then we got crash test smarties. These are the people who end up living, doing PhDs instead of having children and driving them to the prom. And uh, they then start their own OnlyFans account and make $2,500 per week. <laughs> per week? I thought it was per month. But per week, no, that's no, this really is per good. Week. It's really yeah. good money, is what I'm saying. Yeah, wow. I mean, good on them. That's... Com- then we got the company that compresses drugs to froth cream. Mm. Uh, it's other various, you know, sort of nangs, but then putting other drugs in there because they say this is actually one of the best gases for frothing cream. Um, we got Carney is the scariest ride of all. That's after, you know, somebody, you know, maybe, maybe they're at, you know, one of these carnivals and somebody's, you know, maybe one of the Carneys is saying, Hey, look, do you want to, do you want to try the really scary ride? Yeah. Well, well, you know, maybe the guy's like, I'm going to do, I've only, there's only one ride I haven't done. He goes, I wouldn't do that last one. That will put you, that will put a, you know, once you do that, there's only one more place to go beyond that. Mm. And that is... The scariest rat of all, becoming a carny, and then he does, and then they become a carny, and it's a, it's a wild ride. Yeah. Um, so funny. Uh, mm. Trying to recreate the success of the wedding singer by finding other supporting <laughs> cast member spoonerism names that describe the plot, like Barry Moore, Mary Bore. Mm. Um, you know what? Because while you were talking about that, my idea was going to be. Let's see if we can make another movie by just changing, you know, one of the vowels in the titles into another vowel. So for some reason, I was going to be Wedang Singar, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's see if we can. And then, but, you know, you could make a movie that's called Wedang Singar. You know, it Mm. sounds like you could probably set it in. Well... I mean, that's changing you know, in, two in, vowels. In, really, it would have to be the Wedang no, Sanger. Um, no, no, it's... Um, oh, yeah, I did. Sorry, I was trying to change all the I's into A's or the E's into A's, but I really messed it up. Mm, yeah, I mean, you yeah. could have the... The Wedang Sanger does sound like you're you're opening up like a, you know, a, a sandwich place in... In India. In, uh, in, in Indonesia or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or... The wadding, the wadding singer. Singor? Wadding, wadding. Oh, no, song, songer. No, Alistair, this is getting worse. You're, you're, you're way off. All right. Um, well, you know, in the, the Lawnmower Man, Troy Evans played Lieutenant Goodwin. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so good and then we got <laughs> Microwave Hand. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then we got wedding hands. So, no, not wedding hand, but microwave hand. <laughs> now, All right, I'm going to, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, we'll do the song. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. We love that you did that. Uh, Keep an eye out and an ear out for uh, Dabs, a new podcast. Two dads trying to get abs. Maybe we'll start it after my 38th birthday. So we've got two years, or I've got two years to get abs. And then I've got a little bit less. A little bit less than two years to get abs. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's, that's just enough time. Yeah. Uh, keep it. Keep 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 doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Thanks very much. You can check out the Discord. Have a bit of fun there. The link is in the show notes. You can also support us on Patreon. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Nanny. He's at Alistair TB. We are at Two in Tank. Alistair, you were on Confessions of the Idiots recently. Yeah, yeah. It turned out real fun. And it was Great. me and, and, and Nick Mason and Sam Peterson who remained the host of that show for the that's entirety a, what of a good that guy. show. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's it. That's it. That's it from us. Thank you so much. You did it. Toodles. We love you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.